In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I asked you to think about another question to help prepare us all for worship this morning. And the question this week was, when was the last time you were seriously disappointed? Were you able to think of an example from, from your life, uh, a time that you got your hopes high, that you would set these unbelievable expectations or had them set for you only to be brought low? Uh, maybe it was a, a show or a movie someone recommended on Netflix. You, you were looking to, to pass your time in quarantine and your friend said, you got to check this out. You're going to laugh. You're, you're going to cry. And uh, well, you didn't either. Or, or maybe it was before we all had to shelter in place. And it was some restaurant. Someone said, you got to check it out. It will rock your world. Your taste buds will never be the same. But you actually didn't think it was all that good. And the service was, was really pretty bad. Or, or, or maybe it was a trip that someone recommended you take that, that just didn't quite live up to your expectations. Uh, but what was it for you? Uh, again, you can leave uh, your story, your example in the comments below the video. Just please don't say it was one of my last sermons. I hope that you didn't get your expectations set too high for that. Uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, I have felt like I've faced disappointment after disappointment in my life over the last year and a half. See, uh, starting about a year and a half ago, I started to get this nagging upper back pain. And I, I, I've tried everything that I can think of. At first, it was just a lot of stretching, some strength exercising, trying to get the muscles right, uh, but none of that worked. Each YouTube video I watched that promised that, that I would be healed just didn't pan out. Uh, I've, I've bought more gadgets than I ever knew existed, uh, spent way more money than I would like to admit. I've tried cupping, I've tried massaging, I've gone to the doctor, I've visited the chiropractor, I've, I've even waded into the waters of acupuncture. And, and each time I've tried something new for my back, I thought to myself, this is it. I am finally going to be cured, the pain's going to go away. But, but each time I've left a little disappointed. Again, maybe, maybe you know what that is like. The truth is that I, I think this Easter season that we are in has the potential to disappoint us. Uh, well, we make a lot of Easter, right? It's, it's a time of high hopes. Uh, we, we, we put a lot of hype around it. I, I don't know about you, but we always try to make Easter special in my family. Even this year, we, uh, we got dressed up even though we had nowhere to go. My wife made an amazing brunch for us to celebrate with. We got on Zoom and we visited with, with family, right? We, we tried to make the day special. Maybe you did too, and, and rightly so. It, it, it is a very special day, but it also has the potential to disappoint. Because I don't know about you, but, uh, but I am always looking for something from Easter, right? I'm, I'm hoping to, to get something from it. I hope it leaves me with something, like a, like a fresh start on life. Uh, I'm looking for this feeling of newness deep down into my soul or an infusion of fire, into my faith. And I don't know if, if you hoped for that or if you got any of that, but if you did, I'm, I'm guessing that, that a lot of that is gone now. Easter feels like a long time ago, even though it's just two weeks past. So here we are. And, and for many of us, life doesn't feel all that different in light of Easter. I mean, what has changed since Easter has come and gone? We're, we're all still staring at the same four walls, stuck inside. We're all still lonely. We're all still bored. People are still getting sick. The curve hasn't flattened. Not yet. Uh, people are still losing their jobs. I mean, what has changed us about Easter? 
Easter has the, the potential to leave us severely disappointed. I wonder if, if the first disciples, Jesus' disciples, were disappointed at all over Easter. Seems to me like, like maybe they could have been disappointed. I, I mean, think about their experience right after that very first Easter. What, what we know is that on multiple occasions, the disciples gathered together in, in rooms and, and locked the door because they were afraid. I mean, evidently, Easter for them didn't change them, bringing them this joy and, and confidence into their life. No, they were scared. They were afraid. I mean, even the, the women in the story, who are in many ways are like the model of, of faith, uh, we know from Mark's gospel that they left the tomb that Easter morning amazed but also afraid. I mean, think about one of Jesus' disciples, Thomas, right? His life is so ordinary, it's so back to normal, that he refuses to believe that, that Jesus even rose from the dead, right? He's like, I won't believe it until I see him and, and touch him. Uh, Easter, uh, life after Easter, for us, for the disciples, I, I think it can look very ordinary. It doesn't look like much has changed. And, and that sameness is, is what might leave us disappointed. We're, we're looking for change. We're looking for, for something new. We've, we've got our hopes high. And, and then a few days, maybe a few weeks later, more disappointment. I wonder if there was any of that going on in our reading for today. Uh, again, uh, it's in the days following the resurrection of Jesus, and Peter and John, two of Jesus' disciples in our reading for today, they find themselves at the temple at the hour of prayer, something they would have done many times before Easter. Evidently, they weren't like kings and uh, rulers now, uh, leading the, the people of Israel. Life was ordinary for them. They were just one of the guys. Uh, they were like students without their teacher, though. And, and they show up at the temple to pray like they had so many times before. And, and they meet a man who was uh, crippled from birth. So evidently, after Easter, people are still getting sick. People are still suffering and, and still in pain. Easter didn't change that. It's disappointing if you hoped it would have. And, and then here's this man who's got his hopes high, right? He's, he's come to, to the temple at the hour of prayer, which is like the perfect time to come if you're looking for, for a little bit of a change to buy some bread, right? Because you have all these religious people who are looking to fulfill their call to love their neighbor. And, and so here he is, hopes high that, that, he'll, that he'll get some money for the day. And, and he asks for that money from, from Peter and John, but they don't have any to give. Could have been disappointing for him, couldn't it have? Uh, he's going to leave the temple that day empty-handed. And evidently, uh, Easter hasn't made Peter and John rich because their wallets are empty. Potential here for a lot of disappointment. Except that, that while this man doesn't get what he was looking for, what he came to the temple that day to receive, he, he actually ends up getting something far, far greater. If he's disappointed, it, it will only be because he set the bar too low, he, that he doesn't have hopes that are high enough, right? Because what he gets that day, what Peter and John give us him, is something far greater than he ever could have imagined. He's looking for money, they give him mercy, right? He's looking for some treasure of silver or gold, but, but the treasure they have to offer him is, is far, far greater. It's the treasure of eternal life. What they bring to him is a resurrection of sorts. What, what they give him is healing, a reason to jump and dance and skip and praise his Savior, I mean, this man is healed. He's made whole, something he never would have imagined. There's no reason to be disappointed. 
only a reason to praise and worship God. That's true of the man, but dear brothers and sisters, I think the same is true of us. Again, our problem is not that we've set our hopes too high, right? But that we haven't set them high enough. If we're disappointed here now, two weeks out after Easter, it's only because we've been too short-sighted, because we're looking for some quick fix or some temporary pleasure, or an Easter basket full of goodies. But what God has for us on Easter is far greater. So, so yes, in many ways, our lives do look the same two weeks out after Easter. And they'll continue to look the same two weeks out from, from now. But what God had for you on Easter and what he continues to give you every day of your life are, are, are the things, the exact things that you need. Greater things than you ever could have imagined. Certainly greater things than you and I ever deserve. What God has for you is mercy. What he has for you is wholeness and compassion and forgiveness and grace. What he has for you is a resurrection of your own, a reason to jump and dance and skip and praise your God. What he has for you is, is unending love and life everlasting. That's what God brought to you on Easter. That's what continues to be yours today. We don't have a reason to be disappointed, just a reason to praise The thing about these gifts that God has for us on Easter, though, is that they are not gifts that you can see with your eyes or hold in your hands or, or grab onto with your fists, right? The, the gifts of Easter, well, these are gifts of faith. Again, they can't be seen, but they come to us by believing, by trusting. Uh, some of you know that uh, I have a new roommate at home, my wife and I do, that is teaching us about trust, about how to trust and about a life of faith. Uh, this new roommate, of course, is our new daughter. And she's got lots of lessons to teach us at only a little over two months old. But, but one of them is a lesson on trust. You see, she is learning to trust us, right? Slowly, day by day, she's learning to trust us. I'm, I'm sure she'll continue to learn that every day. You, you see, uh, while about 95% of the time she's an amazing, awesome baby, a happy baby, there's, there's like a, a few moments of each day where we severely let her down, <laughs> where we do not meet her expectations. And she lets us know, right? She, she'll cry, she'll, she'll scream, she'll do whatever it takes to get our attention to let us know that she wants to be held or be picked up off of the bed or, or be given her bottle, whatever it is, right? Very clearly, sometimes we disappoint her and, and she wants us to know it. And and, and what's crazy to me is, is that as her dad, right, and her mom too, like, like we would do anything for her. We, we feel like we are catering to her every whim. And, and what we want her to know is that she can trust us, that we will give her, maybe not what she wants when she wants it, but we will give her what she needs. She's going to continue to learn that. But, but until then, there are some days I just have to laugh, right? When she's crying and, and screaming, disappointed in, in something we've done, I have to laugh. And I think to myself, little baby, why are you crying? You have everything in the world you could ever need. You have these two humans, your mom and me, who cater to your every whim, who are there at your beck and call. You are, you are in someone's arms of, of people who love you for 18 hours a day, it feels like. You are well-fed. You are warm. You're safe. You have more books and more toys than you'll ever know what to do with. Why do you cry? Just trust. 
the, the truth is, I, I don't know that I'm all that different from my two-month-old baby. <laughs> Maybe the same is true of you. And, and what's true of me is, is that I need to learn what I want her to learn. I want her to learn that she can trust in the goodness and the love of her father, that her father might not give her what, what she needs when, when she wants it, or what she wants when she wants it, but that her father will give her what she needs when she needs it. That's a lesson I know I need to learn, that I can trust in my father, that the gifts that he gave me on Easter and that he continues to pour into my life every day, that they are exactly what we need, that, that in my father and, and in his son Jesus, I have grace and mercy and compassion, that there is forgiveness and wholeness and healing in his name, and that that's there for me every day, I might look around me and not see what I want, but God has given me more than I deserve. And I know the same is true of you. We have nothing to be disappointed in, brothers and sisters, but we have plenty to praise God for. Most importantly, the gift of his son, the gift of his cross, and the gift of that empty Easter tomb. In Jesus' name.